Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A new quarter brings new goals. But what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Summer House Hive. I am your host Lara Marie Shane Halls and I'm here with a friend of the pod and host of her own podcast, The Cast with Jaquise and Ray. I literally almost forgot as you just told me the name but I didn't and I got it. I'm it's glad. Ray Sani. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. I had a blast no, and I'm, last time. Same. I'm excited to listen to your podcast because you're talking all about the challenge, right? Well, yeah. So I have. Or is that do? 
So I have one podcast uh, with my partner, Jacques Neal, where we recapped the last season of the challenge. And then okay. we migrated over to the HeadGum Network, where now we have a podcast called The Cast, where we're based on clips of like these really impactful moments in reality TV history. We're sort of putting together the... like cast the greatest cast of reality characters of all time and so we're like identifying clips looking at them identifying players and inviting or offering spots on our quote-unquote cast team people oh in those clips. amazing who are some of the people that have been like your primo cast members so well far? um our first episode for example we discussed that infamous clip from flavor of love where new york uh, pumpkin spits on new york and so i'm so glad that you're talking about flavor <laughs> of love yes because <laughs> that show got me through the like revisiting that show because I watched all of them mm-hmm. when they were on, of course. But the revisit got me through like the last part of last year, yes, in such a real way. It's actually absurd what was on television in 2005, like 2006. Mm-hmm. It is actually insane, and uh, it was and, really like, fun to revisit, though. It was like, yeah, I, I'm I secretly delighted in getting to watch this, like absurd thing that could never be possible today like never absolutely not no like pumpkin like that legacy of hers <laughs> is <laughs> only would work in the early aughts oh, no, and then seriously. now like sh- she would just ha- she would have to die I no guess. she like, would you couldn't you can't you couldn't do it you can't spit on a black woman and you certainly cannot call her all kinds of slurs for trans people <laughs> in no. 2021. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. But it was it was um it was del- it was exciting to discuss that moment and with our like grown-up eyes and identify who matters to reality TV what their impact was and why we needed to have them on our cast, you know. So Yeah. Cool. What do you what do you think of New York, like, coming away from all of that? Like, are you still, like, a huge New York fan? Oh, absolutely. Or... I think she's a genius. Yeah. I think she's, like, I don't know if she knows what she was doing or what if she foresaw what she was creating when she was making Trouble on Flavor of Love or if she was just, like, I'm in this to get as much attention as possible. But she really, like, introduced a genre of person to me. Like, I have never seen anybody like that in my life. There's no way I would come across such a woman. And now, not only has she been introduced to me, but, like, there are spinoffs of New York, the character, on all sorts of reality tv shows and it's just astonishing because before 2005 i didn't know you could be her you know yeah she is a trailblazer Mm -hmm. and i honestly think that she was so ahead of her time like crazy she if she had come around today like started kind of what she was doing then today i feel like she would have blown up even more oh like i feel like she's still so niche famous in terms of everything (laughs) and it makes me pissed right because i'm like i need her to have a music career i need her like she would have been she would have been like cardi b if cardi b basically did the new york if she had if she had been around for twitter different different ball game completely i mean she's she's thankfully via gifs 
she's made her way to like Gen Z, but mm-hmm. like Gen Z did not have Flavor of Love in real time. So I mean, they probably would have found it extremely pro- problematic, but they would not have gotten to fall in love with those characters. And I mean, Trailblazers and Pioneers rarely ever get credit for founding anything but like you know the new york kind of omarosa character was like and they're not even that similar i just did a racist thing so but like (laughs) but just you know the villainess who is the reason anyone tunes in wasn't quite what it was before new york kind of showed up because before then, I had been trained to hate the bad guy, I think, on reality TV. And New York was the first time I was cognizant that I was rooting for the bad guy and, like, enthusiastically. And now I'm stuck loving Kenya more when it's yeah. loathsome to do so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, I worship at the feet of Tiffany Pollard mm-hmm. and I wish her nothing but continued success. And I hope that someone, like... Re- I know she has her brunch with Tiffany show yeah. on VH1, but I need like a full investment and like right. a reboot of like a show show. Like New York goes to Hollywood was also awesome. was awesome. Even inc- her, what was her incredible. show with Taylor made? Like when they, after they got engaged, it was like, fuck, there was that show. Oh, did they, ha- they, there was New York goes to work. But yes. I, maybe he was just on of, them. Maybe he was yeah, just on them. He appeared. Them. He appeared on New York Goes to Hollywood briefly so they could fight and, like, break up. Yes. She, he catches her rehearsing a scene with her acting school. <laughs> oh, do you remember those stupid scenes? So So stupid. Hot. Yeah. It's amazing. But, yeah, and then there was New York Goes to Work, which I didn't love as no, much. No, it was it just, like, like yeah, VH1 was just, like, okay, we have a cash cow. Let's just, it's cheap to make reality shows. We're going to get a good investment on her. But then, you no. know, um, somebody on I Love Megan or whatever killed someone, and then we had to dead that whole, like, genre of reality. Woo! It's so fucked up. It's so I know, crazy. Now, we're, now so we now. We're yeah. all stuck we with Bravo. We could have Bravo. lived in 20 seasons of I Love Money, which exactly. I would have I needed that. Well, yeah. It would have been the challenge on steroids. and mm-hmm. um, But unfortunately, that dude was psycho. And so, you know, here yeah. we are. Murder really throws a wrench into things. It affects <laughs> it sure so many people. It sure does. It's, it's, it's really annoying, you know, dude. Like, I wanted it's deeply to. deeply annoying. It's like, oh, you're so, like, selfish, dude. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, think about the fans for one second in your life. <laughs> um, so let's get into this episode of Summer House. A lot is going on. I feel like. How how long have you been watching Summer House? Have you been ahead from the beginning or so what's been your journey? My journey with Summer House is um I there I'm sure you know uh, and you're friends with them, uh, the Watch What Crappens podcast. So yeah. I was listening to them like way back and there were a lot I liked the podcast so much that I wouldn't even be watching the shows. I just wanted to hear them talk about this nonsense. And the way they would talk about Summer House first season, like the first kind of three or four episodes, I was like, look, I might have to like watch all these white kids like on this like Hampton show. You know what I mean? Like this sounds insane. And it's crazy because um, so I went to Princeton for a little bit. I'm a dropout. And so I haven't really engaged with 
people like this since like 2009, 2010. And so I like I had forgotten how absurd like wealthy Upper East Side New York young people could be and it was such a fun yet distant enough um like re-engagement with that kind of person persona like carl and Lindsay are such exact types for me and like i'm i'm having a blast and even the work is twins and all that like first season like i knew those girls and i knew that guy and i knew those people i like i even remember hanging out on montauk with one of my like college friends like not too long before that and i was like yes this is exactly what this feels like you know yeah so it filled that void without like thrusting me back into that you know (laughs) like i'm still a black person you know god bless sierra's crazy ass this season couldn't you would not find me in that house you know what i mean but like you know it was so, but I do enjoy it. I love, I love seeing people be crazy and wealthy and irresponsible if you include youth and it's just fun as hell. Yeah. And I'm loving, I like the fact that they're all losing their minds losing during coronavirus <laughs> and we get to then watch them because I feel like everyone did that on their own yeah like, I know I definitely did it but it was like the only person that really got to bear witness to it was my dog because <laughs> it's like who else is around right but now we get to watch them so it feels cathartic in isn't a way. it like it's so fucked up because I spend so much time loathing Hannah Burner the character I don't want to say I know th- I don't know this person so I don't hate her but I yeah. spend so much time loathing her character and I'm like if if anybody put hidden cameras in my apartment all of last summer, I'd be behaving the exact same way and we'd all hate me just as much, you know? So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I give her the COVID pass yeah. ultimately. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't think that she is as insufferable in real life as she is on this show. I'm sure she's it, playing she's a character reached, as well. Yeah. It's reached like peak capacity. I'm, I'm caught up like, on all the episodes mm-hmm. now so I'm like Hannah I don't think you can actually get any worse than you <laughs> currently are yeah but the great thing about Bravo is that whenever you think they've hit rock bottom there's always a floor that can drop out oh my god can. yes and there's always worse that someone can be in a surprisingly entertaining way or there's someone always especially on a show like Summer House and this is what I love about Bravo like Bravo wants to present me a hero and villain often they always there's always a Kyle and then there's mm-hmm. like a, a Lindsay or a Carl or a Luke right but I have like the joy of Bravo usually casting well enough that I can ignore their designations or archetypes and find heroes and villains and everybody so like Lindsay's nut job self is my favorite character on this show my favorite she is she scratches every itch for me <laughs> exactly. and like everything she does I like I love it and mm-hmm. I laugh at it. Exactly. And I think she's just a, a true professional who's very good at her job. Can you like it is it is it is not my desire to be Lindsay at all. God knows I do not want to be Lindsay Hubbard. No. But Mm-mm. I am like embarrassment is my greatest fear. And I never want to be capable of embarrassing myself and like getting over it as 
well and quickly as Lindsay does, but I <laughs> admire the hell out of it. Like, we're just gonna bug out on TV and like wake up the next morning and be like, all right, new activities, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> she shakes it off and then is just like on to the next yes! and then gets weirdly very like professional about things like especially in this episode mm-hmm. it begins with her crying to Danielle about Strabby <laughs> just, uh, she doesn't even know he's left yet she's no. just like weeping about their date gone wrong which what was your take on the date like were you offended by it I... did you think it was perfectly fine no 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 They're, like I get what he was getting at. And when you take into account the fact that he did have paintings to present her later, (laughs) it sounds like Lindsay overreacted. But in the moment I was with her, it's like, dude, like, you got us delivery and you, like, put a table outside, bro? Like, I'm trying to have babies. Exactly. Like, you got me English food, and I'm trying to have children (laughs) in three years. You know what I mean? Like, we're not doing this, you know? (laughs) So, like, I I was, like, with it. It was just, like, they both knew what partner they were pursuing, and they foolishly pursued someone they did not belong with. And I don't know why either of them insisted upon that relationship to begin with, because it didn't feel like when we met him last season, he like swept her off her feet. It was like Carl just embarrassed her. She had to do something. And uh, yeah, she had to get out of there and get with like a more stable guy. And I think that they have like a sexual attraction Mm -hmm. that can't be denied. Mm -hmm. But it maybe should have just been left at like we can fuck every once in a while right. and then and I, I mean I'm lives. only a year younger than Lindsay and so I genuinely do not feel any distress about children I think I want some where I want some and so um it stresses me out to see her racing against time that way and so I suddenly take on her anxiety about her biological clock when I don't and so now I'm like Steven there's a track we're on here <laughs> and I'm like what the I hell? literally have been like I need to freeze my eggs <laughs> like I'm about to like google it this week and try and like figure yeah, that out no, because I was like someone <laughs> definitely suggested it last week to me they were like have you thought about this too and I was like dude man like Lindsay's making me really want to though like yeah I don't um it's absurd but <laughs> yeah I I love her so much I'm the painting to me, getting that kind of painting really wouldn't do much for me. Like, I'd rather just have, like, a, you know, beautiful flower arrangement yes, or, like, but a did more you expensive see, kind of romantic gift. But did you see Lindsay's hair in her most recent confessional look? Like, that's someone who wants something <laughs> that absurd. <laughs> yeah, I think she would like that. Yes. And then, But I think he also needed to have another more expensive thing. Like, I think she was going to be really upset if that was the That was it? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, she, that doesn't look like it costs enough money. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Although, I mean, I don't know how much a commission paintings of your girlfriend's going for these days. You know what I mean? It's it's tough to say. If 
if you've got like a really good artist, maybe it is more expensive, mm-hmm. but it's also something I feel like you could outsource on uh, Etsy yeah, for yeah, maybe for not sure. that much. Or like, what do those, <laughs> what do the young kids do? They'll literally just take a picture and make it look inky on a computer program and then print it out or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And I, then, <laughs> yeah, you like go to shutterfly.com. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Upload the JPEG and then the, two weeks later a canvas arrives yeah. in the mail. <laughs> Don't tell Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved how emotional Kyle got about Strabby leaving. It is absurd. <laughs> it is absurd. What is what like I've it is weird because usually someone so literally childish like behaves like an a 10 year old like is as emotionally like unstable as a child is as needy is like as weirdly (laughs) attached to his male friendships and like you know needs a mommy and his girlfriend like he would normally annoy the hell out of me but i find him insanely adorable and (laughs) charming i don't know what it is he's won me over in the past like couple seasons because yes. I was so turned off by Kyle at first I was just like I can't with this person well and he then... won me over immediately but then when he started treating Amanda poorly he wore me out but like telling Stassi she looked like Tim Cook was like um or Steve Jobs was perfect <laughs> Jobs. for me was yeah perfect. I could rewatch that scene like over and over <laughs> yes. because she really needed to be like insulted Humble. right yes, in her face like, yes because she like and I remain the only person who is never in my like orbit I think never once found her like amusing or likable and so like Mm -hmm. this was at the height of Stassi like having left the show but Lisa really wanting her to come back and like everybody loving the villainess that is Stassi and me for some reason not but like yeah it was like she it was at the height of her being terrible and so like watching Kyle this like dork from New York <laughs> just <laughs> tell her her fashion made her look like Steve Jobs was it was amazing it was amazing because she was feeling herself she just like rolled over from like terrorizing Sheena for a season and here comes Kyle being like you're in a turtleneck bathing suit babe like I don't know what to tell you (laughs) yeah and you know that she was so excited to being like called in to help like the backdoor pilot of Summer House and like Sheena's the work as twins and then (laughs) it was a true a humbling moment for the agent yeah it was great it was fantastic (laughs) I was shocked to see that Lindsay is not on to like that flashback where she was like, and I'm not on birth control. And I was like, <laughs> you reckless. Wow. You're really moving forward. Yes. Yeah. Like it is. I mean, I don't know what they're doing, like how they're investing their money or whatever, but I'm never financially comfortable enough to wing it on birth control, man. Like I need a budget and a plan. <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. much she's pulling in from them Instagram posts. She was very confident though. You know what I mean? She just <laughs> knew they were not going to stop. She's like, look, kids, <laughs> good food. I don't want fish and chips. She wants like Chilean sea bass. She doesn't want cod. She doesn't want beer battered cod. What were you doing? bro? <laughs> no, it, it, like to just even think that that would travel appropriately. Yes, and then come on. Still be delicious after getting delivered is like, where's your head at? Also, did you take Lindsay for a fish and chips girl? Like, I did not at all. She strikes me as like a not into heavy kind of 
soul comfort food. She likes me as like a salad at dinner kind of person, to be honest. Yeah, salad at dinner and then maybe like pasta, but if you're out at a restaurant yeah, for a special occasion. Exactly. It's always going to be cacio pepe. It's never going to be like <laughs> penne alla vodka or something like that. It's just going to be like a little swirl, just like a skinny pile of angel hair or whatever. Yeah, small portions yeah. only. <laughs> also, it's like she's wearing a dress where basically the entire top of her torso no, is exposed. And I don't think you want to be gorging yourself on fish and chips in literally an like that. oil all over like she would like <laughs> what she's gonna just wipe her hands on her velvet strips across her titties like what the fuck bro like what were you doing <laughs> yeah and he, both, what I'm was he wearing now. what was he wearing it was they bad. were dressed for different events like she was going to the grammys and he was just going to like an after work retirement party or whatever. It was like absurd. Yeah, he was in a happy hour yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. she was very Grammy. She was J Lo <laughs> on the red Versace carpet. Out <laughs> in that backyard, you know? <laughs> I would be humiliated if if I like packed. She packed that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she was like, our anniversary is going to be on TV this year. I'm going to mm. I'm going to put strips together and put my body out like she packed that. Somebody styled it. She had accessories like she had a mood board and shit. And he showed up in a black top with fish and chips, dirty slaps everywhere. Like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, it was unacceptable. And also, even just down to the flowers that he gave her, where she was like, I think as soon as he opened the door to the Danielle's bedroom, she knew in her heart of hearts that <laughs> it was not going to go anywhere good. I'm, I'm like, what, girl, like that was, that was the moment for you to be like, yeah, I'm not marrying this dude. I don't even know why you tried to eat that meal, girl. Like, <laughs> like you're not <laughs> getting married. Like, what are we doing here? She barely tried. I think she like put those those fish and chips on her plate to like <laughs> very much show him how like kind of they were globbed together in such a way. And like I liked her just like really sticking it to him throughout that right. entire thing. It to was, just show him how much he fucked up. It was it was it was a lot. But then I I feel bad because she's older than he is. I get the sense that she likes, she enjoys a lot of the control in that relationship, and uh, it's it's How uncomfortable to watch. He's like thirty. It's not a much. It's not that oh. big an age difference, but I think it's significant when you think about his her urgency, her sense of urgency versus his. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know that that he was younger than yeah. her. That Only makes by a couple a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel about Luke playing his guitar? I don't feel about Luke. <laughs> like I'm not the one. He I I don't know where this resentment from Luke has come from because I didn't care I don't care about him really. But um he really bothers me because there's something very inferior like everybody who does reality television is successfully is choosing a persona for presentation on camera. But it looks so effortful on Luke. It's like every, for me, it's like every week he's choosing like 
a different hot teen movie actor to be every week. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he's just on like his third iteration of Josh Hartnett in like, oh, or some shit. And I'm just like over it. Like, it's so weird. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's just like, you're already gorgeous. And I know like, whatever, maybe he's having that thing that hot people have where it's like, take me seriously. I have an interior. And it's like, okay, like, fine. <laughs> He's working through it, but it's just like, stop stressing me out while you're doing it. Like, this guitar shit is just very, like, hard on my spirit. <laughs> like, stop singing at me on TV. I don't need it. You, Fine. You're more than just your face, okay? <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And also, it's just, it's sad that he's bad at everything. Yeah. Like, everything he does is bad. So I'd rather him just be, like, hot yeah. and vacant than <laughs> hot and trying all these things and failing at right. them and making me feel uncomfortable And in the he's, process. like, and the way that he's looking for depth is so, like, contrived and cliche. It's just, like, oh, I'm... In like I'm in an intense romantic platonic situation with a woman that I don't find beautiful. What am I meant to do? And here is a beautiful woman. It's like this is not a new conflict, bro. Like you're a hot dude who wants to fuck a hot chick, but you like spending time with one who's not model esque. This is not special. Carl does this every season. <laughs> So do you think that like Luke and Hannah, what do you make of that situation? Do you feel like they were dating and he's just not being like honest with it? I feel like he's kind of dumb and like he just doesn't really know what he's doing and how it hurts people. I don't want to give him that much benefit of the doubt, but I also am kind of just like, there's no way that Hannah's this naive because I'm a stand-up comic. She says she's a stand-up comic and it's like, well, if you've been a funny girl your whole life, then you know that like hot guys will waste your time because they like your attention and they like if you're funny or interesting, they feel less bad about it. It's like, oh, I actually enjoy her company. And it's like, this has been happening to me since, like, literally the summer after fifth grade. Like, Hannah, get it together. Like, there's no way you don't know what it's like for a tall, handsome boy to enjoy your company but not want to fuck you. Like, come on, girl. Stop making this, like... This, you know, 14-year-old drama, my 34-year-old business. You know what I mean? Like, stop wasting everybody's time. (laughs) But she really bounces back so quickly with Des. I'm like, how much, how affected were you really by this whole Luke situation? That's, like, interesting to me. I worry for Des because as obnoxious as it is for Luke to probably sense it, it's like, girl... You're definitely using this guy. Maybe you fell in love while you were, you know, using him to get over Luke. But you did start off being disappointed he wasn't another person. And that's a (laughs) rough situation. Yeah. Like, how is Dead? I wonder if they've watched this series together because they're engaged now. Yeah. I didn't really realize 
I literally didn't know that was real because I wasn't caught up to the show <laughs> at that point in the show when she posted that on Instagram. No, she so literally like, oh, thanked Luann on her post. And I was like, what? Because Luann commented and Luann, and she's like, you know, you are the reason this happened. And I was like, there's no fucking way any of this is real. I know 2020 has led into a bogus 2021, but I'm not taking this shit serious. And it was serious. How did they, did Luann introduce them? I think it's like they partied on the Hampt, at the, in the Hamptons with Luann or something like that. I mean, I'm sure like Whoa. they were all drinking. I'd like to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> I What the hell are Luann and Hannah Burner talking about? Like, what the hell? Are they talking I can't about? even imagine them in the same room as each no. other. No. And there's like a whole photo of them hugging so tightly. And I was just like, this is so absurd. Like, there's a fun aunt, but I just did not picture Luann being Hannah's fun aunt. That doesn't seem like the fun aunt, fun niece combination that I was expecting. Yeah, I don't expect that at mm. all. Wow. Lindsay has the saddest birthday maybe of all time <laughs> and she comes upstairs Kyle tells her that Stravi has gone home mm-hmm. like and I love Lindsay goes what am I supposed to cry about it I don't care not the reaction I was expecting at all she's like what am I supposed to do and she's plastered she's slurring shit face and does not and i was like no no no! you're drunk enough to make like you're drunk enough to give me the cry i was expecting but <laughs> she was also drunk enough to not give a fuck until the next day and it was surprisingly delightful and i love like the sad birthday shots that everyone brought out she's like i want to enjoy my birthday and then they're like Happy birthday. <laughs> and then she took a shot and she was like, that is delicious. And I was like, whoa. And she's so drunk and you know that she's fucked up. She asked Hannah to spend the night in her bed. Yeah, her. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're feeling you're feeling uh, plastered and needy. And uh, and if, yeah. and if and Hannah like wanted to. Will do. Yeah, like if Hannah <laughs> wanted to finger her, she totally would have been into it, I feel like. Yeah, I think that she would have accepted the finger and like <laughs> also like let it happen on TV just to teach Strabby a lesson. <laughs> she is brilliant enough to do that. <laughs> but like you know you're drunk when you're inviting someone that you don't even like. Like you like, don't you're just even like, like please. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa." And also the person you literally were bullying into being the father of your children 5 minutes ago has like left your quarantine situation and you don't give a shit. <laughs> You are drunk Mm -hmm. as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda apologizes to Hannah really quickly before she goes to bed. I don't. Yeah, I was like, "You're the bigger person in this situation." I don't. To me, it seemed like Amanda was the bigger person in this situation, needlessly, because Hannah, to me, was the one at fault. And I don't understand. I mean, I guess maybe you know, Amanda doesn't want to have an awkward situation in the house. She probably had it. She probably hated it when it was like Lindsay hating her. She probably hated it when it was like Kyle embarrassing her, humiliating her over and over. She probably just doesn't want another uncomfortable summer. But it's just like. I don't see the value of this friendship to Amanda at all. It's not like, I don't get the sense that Hannah respects her. And based on the footage that we're all watching, it doesn't seem like Hannah's a good hang or is bringing any fun to the summer. So I just don't understand Amanda's investment. She's marrying Kyle. Hannah's her coworker. I don't understand the need to make Hannah feel better. 
No, and it was so bizarre, like, later on in the episode when Hannah and Kyle are going at each other, and Hannah's like, you disinvited me from your wedding, from one of my from one of my favorite people. And, and she's like, talking about Amanda as though she didn't just tell her, like, you're not my friend, you're a toxic friend. Exactly. Like, 24 hours prior. But also, like, I don't care what we're arguing about if you you don't bring up my relationship i mean there it just isn't relevant like kyle can do whatever he wants to me no he cannot do whatever he wants to me but if i've made the decision to be engaged to somebody and believe in their growth it is not your place to bring that up when they're having a legitimate concern with you there's like it is pure deflection and it's very disrespectful because it required you putting down your friend to successfully put down who you think your opponent is and who like what why is the collateral damage worth it? Yeah. And I think also, like, <clears throat> Hannah is not even that good at, like, the deflection. No. she ends up being the one that looks even worse Yeah, in it's transparent. <laughs> You're bugging out. You, like, it, it's fascinating because the way Hannah argues, it, it's almost as if she's never encountered someone smarter than she is before. And I don't know why that is so. Like, why would you have, <laughs> like, m- like spent your whole life not encountering people who would argue with you and poke a hole in your logic? Like, you're almost 30, girl. <laughs> like, how did yeah. that happen? How are you so thrown off? It's so confusing. <laughs> it's like, oh, someone yeah. won't be manipulated by me? I'm furious! And I'm just like, what? <laughs> okay. Also, just take out the trash. It's not that serious. Like, do you know how embarrassed I would be if someone was accurately calling me a pigsty on national television and I made it about his fiance? That's crazy. <laughs> that is no, absurd. I would be like, take out the fucking I'm trash. So sorry that I didn't take out the trash. Yeah. I'm gonna go do that right, right. now. And like, okay, why are we? Are you gonna finish your lobster yeah, roll? Like, like, I'll eat what you didn't eat. It's like, why are we <laughs> arguing for your right to be a slob? Like, this is what we're arguing for. This is absurd. This is absurd. Yeah, and like later, even later on in the season, because Kyle also brings up a point about like Sierra, where he's like, I love that girl, but like, has she done a single dish in no. the entire time she's been here? And I'm like, you just like, just pitch in. Like, I'm always, yeah. I feel like I'm always conscious about like, I hope that I'm trying to like clean something mm-hmm. or if I'm staying with friends in an Airbnb yeah. back when we all used to do that kind of shit. It's yeah. like, I just don't want to be the person that's like the lazy Hannah of the situation. Right. Not pulling my weight. And the last thing I would do is be new to a situation and be the messiest. Like Sierra is bold as hell for that. <laughs> Bold her as hell. It her haunts home, me uh, her on a continual basis. The thing <laughs> is, though, like it stresses me out twice as much because I know that my room would look like that if I were like <laughs> this person. Like my my physical space always reflects my mental health. So if like my apartment is messy, it's because I'm going through some shit. And if I were stuck mm-hmm. in a house with like. Hannah and Luke, my room, like, my room would look like what the inside of my head should look like, and Sierra's room looks exactly like my head if Hannah and Luke lived in a house with me. That's crazy. 
That is fucking crazy. <laughs> Hannah's crazy ass would have all of my panties all over the floor. This is absurd. There is a point sometime in the season where she's like, she talks about her messy room. And she's like, I just, it's, I need hangers. And I'm like, did you move into a house without any hangers? Like, I would not have what's thought happening? to like, rock. someone get her. I would just not someone have get her some hangers. Yes, Amazon. Some, yeah, go get, go get to me Target. Yeah, <laughs> I have go one of those. Pack. I have one of those apartments though, where it's just like, like I don't know why, but there's not a place for anything. So. Everything has to be right here. And that's kind of what Sierra, like, but it also causes me panic. Like, whenever there's a, an aerial shot of him, of Sierra's room, like, my chest starts to tighten. I really don't know what to do about it. I think that it's, like, the the worst part about it for me is just the bed. Like, it, a lot of it is focused on, on her bed mm-hmm. that she also seems to sleep in while it's like, has piles of stuff yeah. on it. And I think if she just brushed it all for bed and had it on the floor it wouldn't stress me out but so then much. she wouldn't know where anything is like me like it's <laughs> so great like honestly like whenever i put my clothes away i don't know where anything is and she's probably like that as well like someone who's that comfortable moving around piles and papers is somebody who's been doing it and understands that chaos from experience yeah, there's a method to the madness. There's and no it way is like, she's that comfortable on TV. Like, this is f- filmed to go out to all of America. <laughs> and she's that Some com- people, yeah, some people are just messy. Like, right. they're just, like, messy people. Like, like they and they operate in piles. So, and she, seems, <laughs> <laughs> she seems to be a piler. Yes, course. she's a piler. And, okay. and we just have to accept that some people are pilers and they know what they're doing. Uh, thank God she has her own room. And I don't know, like, if she, like her literal mess and Luke's emotional mess, I'm glad they're not actually hooking up because it would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. And he does seem like oddly kind of like a clean yeah. guy. Like a, there's a place for everything and everything in its place. It's so I feel like so you're just weird. mismatched. From yes. Like I will say that um, as obnoxious as Luke can be, he seems um, raised well. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. he seems like his parents taught him what to do. You clean up after yourself. You can build this thing. You can make this fire. You can food, uh, fend for yourself if you live in. Like he looks like he was trained to be a functional adult, at least in those ways. So I can't yeah. imagine like him not getting vexed with Sierra's messy ass room when he's out here trying to neatly build rings or whatever jewelry he's <laughs> welding. <laughs> Who knows? I like building jewelry. He is building it because he does not know really how to make jewelry. I'm convinced of that. (laughs) This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. The stove is finally getting fixed, which I I was happy to see. <laughs> I'm happy for them, but I'm also just riveted by any stove drama. <laughs> like, I don't know why I give a shit about chore drama, I, but this show has now made me care. It's so bizarre because um, 
it's hard to fathom. Like, think about it. Like, these people, I mean, half the cast is almost 40. Like, they're in a group home pushing 40. Like, they're entering their fifth decades of life. <laughs> and need to have a chore wheel that is fucking fascinating that is fascinating yeah that they it's like it's hard for them to clean up yeah like when they when they take out the lysol and rub down tables it's like a concentrated effort yeah and it is it's interesting because um i've certainly as much as i just admitted to being like messy uh with like you know my room, I am very, like, picky about kitchens and bathrooms. And it's very interesting to, like, think about when that might have happened because I don't know when I suddenly became, like, the bathroom and the kitchen have to be clean. I don't give a fuck. And so to see Lindsay and Kyle be that way, but then Amanda not, I'm like, when does the switch flick for you? Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a in-your-30s type of switch. Yeah. Cause I, and it happened for me over quarantine where I was, like, I cannot go to bed if there are dishes in the yeah. sink. Like, it has to just be part of the nightly routine. Yeah, you're confronted with yourself in a way that you haven't been before. But I would think that being around other people also com- makes you confront yourself in a way that you haven't been before. But these people are not embarrassed. And that is astonishing to me. Again, yeah. my greatest fear is embarrassment, as I said before. <laughs> and, like, it is just, it just blows my mind that, like, Paige, Sierra, and Hannah are like, yeah, that's okay. We're hot, so it doesn't matter if people know I'm lazy. It would matter so much. I've got to be not lazy, but also still really hot. That can happen, you know? Like, Paige, <laughs> make it happen. Sierra, make it happen, you know? I love whenever it cuts to them just, like, on their phones in bed. In because I bed. feel like it's happening more and more and more. Like, they're just laying in bed, oh, scrolling. Truly, Hannah and Paige in bed on their laptops watching, like, watching whatever reality show is. Love Island. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> holy shit, they are me probably at that exact date and time. Like, yeah, that is me. That was what I was doing in July. I like that they're allowed to do that on the show. Yeah. I was wondering, like, do the producers say, like, you one night a week, you're allowed to, like, I mean, it would not be fair. It would not be fair to do that to them this year. I can imagine that's the case, like, on a normal summer where it's like there's activities that you can do outside or whatever. And it's like, I remember, like, the only time I remember seeing a a TV on a reality show is, like, when 9 11 happened on the real world, you know, like that season Mm -hmm. of Chicago or whatever. But, I mean, this seems like. About as significant a moment to just let them have their electronics, you know? Yeah. And I like seeing them watch Love Island. Like, I was comforted yes. by, like, that it's, it's best like, friend vibe. Exactly. It's just, like, you know, um, even though I haven't been next to anybody and I've been solo, like, I swear, Love Island reconnected me with like a middle school friend like it was just like oh my god I saw on Twitter that you're watching blah blah blah. and now every time like Big Brother or you know like Love Island she even is like are you checking out Married at First Sight I've never watched Married at First Sight I'm like (laughs) okay I guess we're texting about Married at First Sight now you know yeah you're bonding yes and it's like it's reality TV is nice because it's like here I am gossiping, but with no consequence. And so, like, it's really, really addicting. And I'm just like, yeah, even Hannah and Paige are tired of gossiping about the people in their house. Like, let's gossip about Justine and whatever. 
Yeah, they are like just taking a load off. Though I did think the text that Paige sent to Kyle and like Amanda and everyone was, was insane. Aggressive. Aggressive. You can't do like you're telling like you can't tell people like there are 10 people in this house. You need to be like respectful. And it's like, it's like, bitch, it, we know. it's like exactly. There's 10 people. So don't have absurd expectations either. It's like, here's, yeah, here's it's a, also still light out. Yes, exactly. Here. It's like you can also just pause it and watch later. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Where do you have to go? Paige, what? You got to go outside and take a picture. <laughs> like what? Relax. Come on. Plug your headphones in yeah, and then listen to it on there and get, get over it. Exactly. <laughs> Do we need to see, like, was Hulu going to die? Like, I don't understand the need for it to happen at that moment. It was absurd. My, I also, like, am wondering who this psychic is that Paige and Hannah, quote unquote, sometimes talk to the on same, Instagram. The same person who told Candace on Real Housewives of Potomac that Ashley's husband was at the hotel with the strippers. The the psychic is the friend who's <laughs> all a producer, essentially. I love that psychic we talk to. Yeah, sometimes, psychic. Who's literally just telling you gossip that is not. No, it's, like, it's literally like they literally got the equivalent of a DM from the National Enquirer impressed their roommates about it. Like, this is absurd. Well, psychics are supposed to tell you what happens in the future. They don't tell you gossip they heard about who your friend may or may not have fucked. I was like, I would not be going to this woman yeah, to like, do a reading. Exactly. For me. Like, that bitch is a liar. Like, I don't and she's like, starting needless drama. Yeah, seriously. Like, she she could have told you to leave it alone so you could rest your head a little bit or something. Like, that's what somebody who can see would have told you. My goodness. I love that she's like the you know the one who told me like Perry and I aren't meant to be and then it's like well I could have told you that I mean like I've always said that and I was like damn like but Perry also just poor Perry poor Perry like like I don't know why maybe he don't watch the show maybe he doesn't watch that show and so that's why he doesn't know his girlfriend hates him but his girlfriend hates him so much. <laughs> And he seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah. Like he seems supportive. I mean, we don't know. We don't him know him at literally all. at all because she hates him so much. <laughs> she doesn't introduce him to us for longer than two minutes at a time. It's absurd. It's absurd. Look, she's like, thank you for the ride. Gotta go. go. <laughs> exactly. And he seems like a perfectly handsome, perfectly nice guy. And she's just like, oh, I forgot I had a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, they photograph well together. So in my mind, I'm like, that's half the battle exactly. right there. Like, but... She doesn't want to call her boyfriend. She's just going to text sassily about Love Island. That seems absurd to me. <laughs> you know. Uh, I loved learning uh, more about Sierra's past, but I was also like kind of sad for her that she had to like relive her daddy issues with the two women that have like great relationships with, with their, their dad. Oh, well, I mean, like it's it was also like weird because I like I don't have daddy issues to that degree. Obviously, like my father did not disinvite me from it. That is absurd, you know? Yeah, But I could not believe that she is as old as she is and that 
issue is so close to the surface. Literally, the three-letter word dad made you sob instantly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is crazy! <laughs> that is crazy! I get that, though. I've had, I've had moments, and, like, I've been through a lot of therapy or whatever, but, like, I've had moments where, like, if I am talking about my dad or, like, I would have a phone conversation with him and then hang up and be like, oh. Yes, like, but that so would I mean, but, that, but that's, you. even you just said that you were talking to your dad or talking about <laughs> him. She literally heard something that sounded like dad. It wasn't even dad. I miss my cat. You miss your dad. And yes, and, like, and then... It was, I, I was like, no, there's no way this is possible. There's no way this is possible. It's literally like what the right wing would like, pe- like exaggerate about the need for trigger warnings is. Like, that's literally what Sierra did in that moment. I was just like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I did not believe that that could have been possible. I was not Everything was heightened. I also love like, I love her just saying like, I miss my cat. And then pay or... Amanda and Paige are like so well adjusted in that one specific area that it wouldn't be that it would be like oh you miss your dad like us too and then her being like no no <laughs> no I, no, miss I my don't cat. miss my actually, dad actually my dad's a huge source of emotional <laughs> trauma for me <laughs> and then being like oh you're really pretty when you cry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was hilarious. I mean, okay, that's cold comfort, but I'll take it. Look, I would love to be a hot crier. Even Kim Kardashian can be a hot crier, so, you know. I know. Sierra, like, she truly, she's the most gorgeous person, I think, to come through Summer House, and it's hard. It's a hard... It's yeah, that cast. is like a very hot cast. Although, this season, Danielle's given me... I don't know what it is. She's using a new shampoo or something. She looks so good. Her hair good. has never looked better. She like, looks the, so damn good. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And I love that she really doesn't have to do much except no, her she's actual ve- job. Yeah, she's that like, she's killing it out. I, I keep calling her my favorite flop. Like, she's a beautiful <laughs> bore. And I think that's also, like, why I'm not enjoying Sierra as much as maybe other people are. Because, like, I... We already have a beautiful, boring person, and mm-hmm. she already fits in with the group because she comes like as part of a Lindsay package. And so, I guess for me, Sierra hasn't quite found her place yet because um, she's not like the right hand person to the psycho that needs a yin to their yang. She's just this like boring, pretty girl that like. Hannah and Luke are triangulating around, but she's not even giving us enough to make that worth it. Yeah, I do. I have enjoyed seeing her turn on Luke and just like shut him down. And I think I'm intrigued by that drama. I know. No, I don't know why it doesn't excite me. I think because to me, Hannah feels too predatory in that. You know what I mean? Like the minute, um, the minute she's planted so many right like the minute sierra walked into the house and then hannah was like so on her i remember experiencing that when i was 17 and so funny because it was me a black girl and a white girl fighting over a guy but the guy was black and like it was just like i remember when that girl became obsessed with me and i returned the obsession like we made out at our school's version of the prom you know because i found we both found out a boy was like cheating with us and so like seeing hannah like 
instantly glom on to Sierra kind of reminded me of that. So it made me instantly uncomfortable. So it didn't feel good to see um, Sierra kind of match Hannah's energy for me. Yeah, I get that. I'm bringing I a lot like, of I think baggage I like to seeing, the scenario, obviously. You know, everyone brings their own. Everyone has a past. Everyone has a story. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like, I think I just enjoy seeing Luke get shut down oh, and yeah. his feelings get that, hurt over know, and over. So if, it really is more about that. It feels me. very like, do you remember that stupid movie? God forgive me for bringing this up. Do you remember that movie with Ashanti <laughs> when we were long, younger? It's like John Tucker must die or something like that. Yes. It's giving mm-hmm. me very John mm-hmm. Tucker must die energy. <laughs> yeah, I like identifying like a male aggressor yeah. and then being like we will destroy him and <laughs> yeah. then seeing that happen yeah it is like a teen mm-hmm. satiating my teen movie needs but I think Sierra like I have faith that she will get to see more and that she'll bring it because she was cast on Winter House yeah so I'm like I'm like but I'm also just not into the cast of Winter House at all those things. Really? No. Are you not? Do you not watch Southern Charm? I do watch Southern Charm. I'm not impressed by anybody on it. You're like, I'm, that's why. Yeah, okay. it's, it's like, um, <laughs> like, the worst thing you can do is give me more Austin. Why are you giving, why are you forcing Austin on me? You gave me extra Austin on last year's Summer House when I didn't fucking need it. I had a whole season. (laughs) You brought J-Lo and A-Rod into Austin and now we're getting Winter House. Leave me alone, Austin. (laughs) Leave me alone. He's so boring. He's such nothing. But he's just everywhere. I don't get it. I don't get it. And like, yeah, I haven't kept up, so I don't. I don't know. All I know is like Craig makes me cringe, so I feel yes. like I would enjoy watching that. Um, I again, sec- in- embarrassment is my biggest fear, and secondhand embarrassment, like literally, like I when like cringe, <laughs> like I my body would like fold in half if somebody is doing something uncomfortable on television. Like I literally would like contort, and Craig is just my body finding different directions to bend, like a whole episode like the whole not lying about passing the barb saga like really 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 oh sent yeah. me into like i could have been on vegas as a contortionist like that whole season like poor <laughs> naomi my god oh it's making me so uncomfortable when thinking about it like my skin is crawling oh my god. and i, I love like, his legacy it's honestly being like a lawyer like Almost having a career mm-hmm. and like a like a real career, a like real a career, real job. Mm-hmm. Did you and see then... the Did you see the Instagram post though? He is opening his own law firm. Did you see that? Did he ever pass the bar? Well, he did told he... us in this Instagram video that he has passed the bar and he's been in good standing since 2014. I don't know when that happened. I don't know when that happened. But he said that he's been in good standing. And he did like a brief Instagram tour of on like a post on main, like on the feed, showing us the office. It was lightly furnished. And he was talking about like he was like, I mean, Craig is selling He's like, oh, no, I still have my pillows, but I'm also opening a law firm. And it's called the Conover Law Firm. And I'm just like, all right, if you say so. What kind of law does he practice? Um, He didn't specify to my, like, to my knowledge. I don't remember if he said, 
he said that that they were going to help people who couldn't afford help. And I was just like, I don't know what that means. In for you guys, I don't know what that means in South Carolina. Like, I don't know what any of that means. Like, I don't know what the cost of living in South Carolina is. Like, I have no idea who can afford your law firm. People who can't afford legal help need Craig. Don't they don't need Craig to be the person? It's like you're actually not really doing them that much of a favor. Exactly. Pro bono from Craig Conover. Keep it. I will pay everything to avoid Craig Conover as my attorney. It's like you are going directly to jail. Like (laughs) even if (laughs) as soon as Craig steps in the room, like I can't imagine he has like a good relationship with judges. No, no, like. Does he look like a person who has anything useful to say to anyone in a position of authority? Absolutely not. I would never want Craig to negotiate a fucking thing, anything. I don't need him to negotiate my McDonald's order, not like a, like a contract, nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing. I'd feel comfortable with him, like if he was working for like Legal Zoom or something. Where it's like, <laughs> no, I do not it's even want up him. With, like a guarantee. No, I do not even want his customer service on legal information. Like I don't need you to read me any scripts from the customer service center. Nothing, nothing, Craig, and legal anything. The only thing legal and Craig should go together is that he has a legal guardian taking care of things for him. Like I do not need Craig. <laughs> And legal doing anything. No, no, no. The Conover Law Firm. No. Kills. I love being like, well, guys, we all know that I did not pass the bar exam, but lied about it. <laughs> and, but now. Now. Now, believe me that I've been in good Now that you have no faith in me as someone who can do this job. But I've proven to myself. That I've proven myself as my a pattern firm. maker. Like, who the hell are yeah. you, you weirdo? You're not even like working at someone else's law firm just to like get a no he created one because he sold enough pillows like that is absolutely absurd i don't get what is happening wow and then also what if you had a lawyer and you knew that sometimes your lawyer wouldn't be available to talk because he's (laughs) off filming winter house (laughs) with austin crow So, like, in six weeks, he'll get back to you, Your Honor. But right now, he's actually filming a show in Vermont. No, honestly, like, (laughs) oh, my lawyer is off being a misogynist in defense of his cuck friend for six weeks on camera. Like, fuck, no. No, you're screwed. (laughs) You can't do that. I'm crying. (laughs) The thought. (laughs) Um, Lindsay... Falls down the stairs, which I also <laughs> cried at. <laughs> only her, she is the only person that can fall down the stairs, get up and dust herself off, and just like keep going, right? Because that's not even the peak of her insanity. No, in this episode. It, it's really funny to me because I think I like it is crazy to me that after five years she's still so unpredictable because I don't know what's gonna derail her and what she's just gonna dust off. Like, I did not expect for her to dust off. Her boyfriend leaving on her birthday and falling down the stairs in one episode. Like, like how? How? It's the true how. Because then she tell, she wakes up the next day. Also, at one point, I'm unclear on what her and Stravi's back and forth have been. Because <laughs> it seems like the next, the day after he leaves, she opens the door and she's like, 
oh my god sunflowers for me and the note was like here's to new beginnings so I'm like what are you guys talking about like I I I don't know I've just decided that like anybody in situations like this is just they have good pussy and as a person who's only mediocre in bed I don't know what kind of conversations <laughs> women with good pussy have with men like because there are things there are connections I don't understand there are conversations and engagements <laughs> that I don't know and understand because there is no amount of like you know, dick sucking or dick riding that I could do that could convince a man to make me a PowerPoint. Like, I don't have good pussy. Like, that is just an existence that is not mine, you know? So I don't know what they saying. No one's ever, like, brought me fish and chips and a painting and then, like, left the house but then still wanted to deal with me. I started, like, humiliating him on TV. There's just things that I don't understand as a woman with average vagina. That's it. Yeah, Lindsay has her ways. That PowerPoint blew my mind. Like, and he did it. He did it and sent it. It, He didn't just do it. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, they had a conversation. He was like, okay, I am going to take this homework assignment and make my girlfriend a whole slideshow. (laughs) Like, he did it. Like, he did it. She she punked him and then he was punked. That is what's crazy to me. Like, I yeah, I am saying because, you know, she's over it by the time that she's like, I think you need to think about what my needs are yeah. and what your needs are. Like once she goes into like corporate speak with him, yeah. I was like, it's over. It's over. She but does then- <laughs> not respect you. But to be like. Oh, this girl who to to allow myself to be disrespected. Your girlfriend (laughs) gave you, she humiliated, she like, you tried to do a a decent gesture for her. It didn't meet her standards, but at least you put in effort. She disrespected you wildly on national television. (laughs) And then you left because you had some dignity, right? But then you come crawling (laughs) back with homework? With homework? This is crazy. I don't, again, don't understand what good pussy is like because I no one has ever <laughs> let me humiliate them publicly and then come and did homework for me. Are you crazy? <laughs> and I love her response to the PowerPoint. Was, Danielle was like, I'm like, horrified. Like I'm at a loss. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and Lindsay goes, Honestly, I think he needed to do this in order to figure out how a relationship works. So she's like, I know that I won't be with this yes. person, but I think it's really good that he did. Yes, that. it was very <laughs> a true bitch move. It was the opposite of ring the alarm, Beyonce, because Beyonce is like, I am not making you better for the next bitch. And Lindsay's like, glad to have upgraded you. Thank you. And I'm just like, that is crazy to me. That is like crazy. she would allow Steven to put her as like a reference. Yes, on his... she was like, "Yes, I made him a man." <laughs> like she mm-hmm. would have just and uh, I'm just not putting in that effort for someone to reap the benefits. But God bless you. I know, and Danielle, I like her like sum up of the whole their relationship dynamic. She goes, "It's going to continuously be a project. You're going to have to manage." Yes, but pr- I think Lindsay likes a project. I think Lindsay thinks she doesn't want a project. Like Lindsay tells us that she wants to be the project, but she absolutely does not want to be the project because Lindsay would not want constant focus on her. Like the scrutiny wouldn't be pleasant. She needs to express control or dominance someplace. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she also just straight up has no idea what she actually wants. Oh, I think that's very true, too. Yeah, it's easy for her to put it, like, write a timeline down and be like, this is just what people do who are in my situation and in my age range. But clearly watching her with Steven, I'm like, you say you want one thing one second, but then he leaves and you flip the fuck out. And then, like, he does what you want him to do, but you don't like it. So I think she wanted Carl. I think if, if Carl had wanted to be decent to her, they'd still be together. I'm confident. Ugh. I love Carl. It's such a shame that, like, it makes me so mad because I don't know what it is in me that is comfortably being, like, gross, Luke, and then having watched Carl for four years be like, but he's so cute this season. (laughs) So cute. He looks so good. He looks so good. First of all, (laughs) like, Carl was already a problem for me because I love a tall dark-haired terrorist. It's just what's going to happen. You're going to have broad Mm -hmm. shoulders and you're tall and you're relatively fit and you are emo while being arrogant. I'm just going to be into it. And it's it's like he gets more arrogant and terroristic as he gets more popular and, like, sought after. And he gets worse and worse and I'm more and more attracted. And then he, like, pretends to be a good guy this season i'm like yeah i buy it too like there's never gonna be a thing i bought that, it hook line I get, and there's never gonna be a yeah. time i'm not attracted to carl and i don't know why that is and it's so embarrassing because i'm like i gave i told myself i'm like after 2020 it's a pandemic like we're not doing emotional toxicity like whatever <laughs> and here i am lusting after a dude who's now like every season he used divorce to be the reason he terrorizes women and you give him like um sobriety and a brother who dies in the middle of the summer like i am going to be his like i'm putty in his hands and he's a person who doesn't even know exist like it's crazy Mm -hmm. but no it's it's unhealthy but i'm right there with you it's it's and and i'm i'm sure that Lindsay as well feels the same way that we do yeah, did they ever did they ever have sex or was it just like, I don't think I don't think ring? they had sex because I think Carl knew not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you activate like Lindsay was already like wild to him yes. just without do just with fingering alone yes. activated yes, her. Exactly. But sex does unleash like a new thing and it might have actually sucked him more into yes because like we just discussed good pussy yeah carl Mm might have been in deep trouble if him and Lindsay (laughs) fucked i think Mm, 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 mm. maybe they will be like the ones who end up together ultimately i mean it could be you know what i mean like i mean though i don't think so i think that if anyone was going to end up together it would be carl and Paige. i don't think so I think she really I mean, I think it's one of those things that we all think is inevitable, but it's actually not inevitable at all, because if it were inevitable, it would have happened already. Mm-hmm. Carl is not the kind of person who's going to ignore chemistry. Like we already see him plotting on Sierra. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't think it's actually there. I think. Paige is a very pretty girl and Carl's very good looking and they look like they're match. They match with their like opposite in height and they're brunette and like dark hair. They look like Mm -hmm. they match, you know, but I don't know. They don't seem to have like chemistry. She feels very childish. He's immature too, but it's like a very different thing. He's still a man, even if he's like 
emotionally stunted. She is, to me, literally very childish. Like, yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he feels more manly this yes. season. Yes. Like literally, he does. He talk about like rewarding someone for doing the bare minimum. Yes. Carl's like, let's order food. What do you want? And I'm like, oh, oh my, my god, god, I'm wet. No, like- seriously. <laughs> like, do you remember that episode where everybody's like, Carl's in charge or whatever? Right? I like was like mm-hmm. instantly. I don't know why it stuck, but my brain went, "Fuck Scott Bale, Carl's in charge." Uh, and like, <laughs> I just put him in there. Take care of the whole family. You're the greatest star of the 80s why he did nothing he did nothing <laughs> he just yeah. he just he got on post <laughs> exactly <laughs> and production probably did that <laughs> i'm just so into him it's a spell i'm like i can never meet ever meet this person exactly. because i would just like and truly, there's nothing like my standards would drop no honestly i would on low i would humiliate myself for Carl, I mm-hmm. think it's like no good. It's no good. And he knows that too about oh, absolutely. like he knows what he's doing. There's like But I don't what, begrudge him for it. It's like men like that too Carl doesn't go after like a meek girl to do these things, right? Either. Like he does pursue a Lindsay. He does pursue a workus. Like he does pursue like a woman who wasn't paying him any attention, was confident in doing her own thing, and he came and destroyed her life and then walked away. Like it's gonna be a Sierra, right? He's not gonna pick a Jules. It's always gonna be a Sierra. It's always gonna be a Lindsay. It's always gonna be like a woman who's like fine as hell minding her business and he's gonna go interrupt her life and like make Mm -hmm. a dope chick like a sucker it sucks but it's like i get it it will work on me too god i hope that sierra i'm i'm intrigued to see what happens i want to see she doesn't oh my god honestly i would if carl hadn't just lost his brother i would love that storyline if carl wasn't like i love chaotic carl but it can't be grieving chaotic carl like i want it to be like if carl last year was destroying luke and sierra i'd be all in but it can't be oh i just came home from my brother's funeral let me fuck sierra it's like oh man i can't do that you know I know it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I hope that she, like, I'm down for them to maybe have like a make, make out, out and then her mm-hmm. to be like, not for me. Yeah. Thanks, anyways. But like, beyond that is going to edge into dark. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like th- the only reason Carl's darkness works is because it's not too dark. But here we have like, you're trying to work on your own probable alcoholism or definitely you're like, um, Chem like dependent relationship on the substance and like and your sibling died of it and you went to the funeral and came back in my opinion too early to record a tv show like i don't need you to enter any kind of emotionally fraught situations right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm like it's so it feels like I have to remind myself that that just happened. To yeah. Him. And like the more episodes I watch. And it's like, I mean, obviously we're kind of jumping ahead. But like when he returns, like I remember quarantine needing to be two weeks before you can go back to be with other people. But that's certainly not what happened on the show. It seems like they left him in his room until his test results came back for like a day and a half. Right. So yeah. like he's really fresh out off of that funeral. Mm-hmm. And like he didn't, it seemed like 
he was still opening the door of his room to like talk to people yeah. in the hallway. So it wasn't like, like that strict of a no. quarantine. No. So there's uh Yeah, I I mean I'm happy he didn't leave for good for the summer, but he certainly in my opinion shouldn't be there. <laughs> Like if it's, yeah, if this was a show crazy. concerned with his mental health, he wouldn't be there, you know. Yeah, Bravo loves to like invite people to like film who have just had like horrific death in their, in their um season two of Beverly like... Hills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, and how do you feel about that? I was like, um, so we're just happening. like, so we're just gonna have the aftermath of a whole suicide on this second season of a show. <laughs> we certainly are. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> um, they have a club day, which I enjoy. I enjoy seeing them trying to like make the best out of this situation. Cause I think that you can tell they don't exactly want to do it, but no. they're like, okay, we'll play ball. We'll, we'll blow up. Do you the know what it feels like... like? Do you remember? Like, were you a Jersey shore fan at all? Uh, was I a Jersey shore <laughs> fan? I was. And Florida such a Jersey Bama, shore fan. Still watching the reunion. I haven't watched Floribama, but so good. Get into when... it. So good. Get okay, into I will. it. But not like good. I in, will. It's not good in the Jersey Shore way. It's good in the like summer house way where it's just like, oh, okay. this is just mess. Like Jersey Shore was like, oh, we learned different kinds of people. We were introduced to like a genre, like cracking. Like a culture. Yes. Like yeah. Floribama Shore is not like that. It's just like some 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 maybe racist people in a house with some of their friends, you know. That's my okay, yeah. that's my editorializing. Some other people will experience it differently. But like it's fun <laughs> and they're very young and crazy and it's delightful. But like I'm enjoying like summer house in this way where it's just like uh just just a bunch of nut jobs in a place that they shouldn't be together being nut jobs like it's totally working for me in that it's like here's this irresponsible thing we're doing and it, we're just letting it happen mm-hmm. we'll build this outdoor club yeah and like oh that around. was why i mentioned that it's like on on those shore on those shows unlike on bravo until the pandemic on mtv like with jersey shore and floribama it's like okay um, there are going to be two segments of each episode dedicated to a silly activity that the producers have clearly forced the cast to do because there's nothing else to do during filming. And so, like, I, for some reason, have found that adorable this season on Summer House. Like, they did a restaurant inside the house for Carl, Kyle, Carl and Amanda. Uh, Kyle and Amanda. That and, was cute. And for some reason, I thought it was so cute. And sometimes on Jersey Shore and Floribama, that I enjoyed that. That was why I mentioned that. I had forgot while I was talking. <laughs> I yeah, it does. Fun. It does sound like the Jersey Shore, like, from when I used to watch it or whatever mm-hmm. like their activities yes. and family dinners yeah. and stuff um my favorite Lindsay is truly she's like the queen of physical comedy because when she <laughs> fell out of her chair like and hannah got up i was just like cackling. but i i was like what how like how and she's not it's so weird because she does she look like or carry herself as someone uncoordinated not even a little bit yeah, it was. I think she was just like really still reeling from the Stravi stuff, <laughs> yeah. and she it really came out in physical ways. Yeah. And then I love that she just tells everyone about the PowerPoint. 
<laughs> and like she goes, she does like a tour of telling everyone, Not. getting them up to date on where she's at in the situation <laughs> with Stravi. Because later she's like talking to Carl, like yelling at him down the hallway <laughs> about being like, and I'm just in the decision making process right now and like really weighing my options and seeing how I feel. <laughs> this is another situ- situation where I'm surprised by Lindsay's reaction. Like, how is she friends with Carl? And not like, oh, friends, we tolerate each other so we can still be on the show. Like, they are in a real friendship. They're really good friends. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, there's no way that I would have seen the way that I can't even remember which Workus twin he was with. But there's no way that I would have seen how things played out with the Workus twin and been Lindsay and expected Lindsay to then go on to date Carl in their way and have an ability to get over it. I would have thought she would have taken it like twice as personal and been like upset with herself for falling for it av- after having seen it happen so many times. But she just like moved on very quickly and like doesn't seem to be like hold like still carrying a torch for him or anything. Yeah, not like hung up on mm-hmm. it. Like I wouldn't even be able to like look Carl in the eye. No, again. absolutely not. Absolutely not. But she's just like whatever. Talk to him about Stravi. Just- That's so crazy. She's a strong woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then Kyle, Kyle and Amanda get into it. Or no, Kyle and Hannah get into it <laughs> again. And I'm just like, Hannah, like you're digging your own grave right now. No. Cause she, and she also does my least favorite thing where someone's just like, I can't, I can't. And like gets up and walks away and like leaves a situation where I'm like, because you're only doing that because you actually you're losing you're wrong. yeah exactly it's yeah. like it's the thing is like girl what are you fighting for you're truly fighting for the right to be dirty and then insult your friend when called out for being dirty like this is what you're fighting for like i know kyle can be aggressive and i don't necessarily like his tone all the time he is condescending and it's clear to me he already dislikes hannah i don't care what anyone says so he's like bringing a level of intensity to the conversations that probably don't need to be like there immediately but like hannah you're literally like trying to prove it's okay to be a slob who insults who low blows her friends her quote-unquote best friend that she cares so much about and then and then when someone tells you that's indecent you bring up your daddy like that's so weird like i don't know what we're doing yeah like i like yeah i understand where my like issues come from and like how it relates and how i get triggered but it's not like you don't use that as your go-to every time exactly like i recently just started to like really push the idea that like trauma is context it's not the excuse or it's not like you know like a get out of like jail free cause it's a card it's like here is why Hannah might bring this to an argument. It's not why Hannah gets to get away with stuff. And yeah. it's very frustrating to see her bring it as like it's a defense. Like 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 she's presenting this as like stand your ground defense. And I'm just like, no. you are wrong. Hey. This is not castle doctrine. Take out the fucking trash, Hannah. <laughs> And the trash remains at all times. Like, I literally at one point thought she was going to take it. 
Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, she's finally going to take out the trash, and then just walked by it, and then yeah. to go get like food. I, I like, I mean, to to do reality TV in general is already insane, so I can't put myself in the mind frame. But there's literally no way I would let all of America call me a slob. Like I would not give them permission. We wouldn't be arguing no. this point. It's just crazy. Yeah, it would not it would not happen. The the only other question I have is like have you ever seen this game that they play where you throw wood blocks at other wood blocks? No. I've never seen such a thing. But I've also never been stuck in a house with other people and had to make up things to do. So, <laughs> I think that that seemed like a game that like Luke has played a lot. <laughs> I mean, he's like, also he was from- like let's play yeah, he's like, let's play blocks. And then, like, they, I was, I've seen cornhole. I'm very familiar with cornhole, cornhole yeah. and, like, bocce ball and yeah. stuff. But I've never seen block throwing. Yes, but, like, he's a lumberjack. But I liked it. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's a lumberjack who's, like, coming up with his personality every two minutes. He's made up blocks or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. I've enjoyed blocks, and I liked seeing one hit Kyle in the dick, but I'm also <laughs> just, like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> Anything can be a game, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you just are throwing stuff <laughs> at other stuff. Yeah. All you've just got to do is like get six drunk people to look somewhat enthusiastic doing something and it's a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I'll be on board with it. <laughs> the cost of summer house. Yeah, yeah. My standards are very low yeah. when it comes to them entertaining and me. And I'm just so grateful for content. Do you remember like at the beginning of the last year where like or the beginning of the summer where like there was a drought on bravo like there was like some of our shows were delayed whatever like potomac took so long to come around like you know even atlanta so i'm just like give me anybody on bravo doing anything i'll take it yeah it was a it was a hard Bravo took a real hit yeah, in the did, and then they, we also had the added news of like the whole Vanderpump Empire like crumbling crumbling, crumbling. So, I, they're like, still unraveling it's yeah. still unraveling like, and we don't even get the pleasure of seeing it unravel in like, real time I mean I remain an LVP stan much to my like embarrassment wow much much to my <laughs> amazement yes but like, but like do I want to see the fall yeah like i you don't like uh, you don't create such a big character like one that is so like untoppable that she'd rather run away from a tv show than be exposed to have been bad one time and you don't get me to like you don't let me watch the downfall of someone who like is that protective of their image. I deserve it. And I know that Erica Jane ain't going to give me shit when I'm expecting shit. So like I at least give me Lisa. You know what I mean? If you're not going to like Erica Jane's been um giving us nothing so like her um her downfall or her cracking won't be as fun but like lisa vanderpump has been in the mud pretending she wasn't in the mud the whole time like i deserve that downfall we all do i know and she's still like she's managed to even get a new show like, I think she's so get three new shows <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like 
how does she do it? I, she knows like where the bodies are buried. Because no, d- I'm like, like seriously, she was just on Watch What Happens Live talking mad shit about Dorit and I think Erica Jane. And I'm like, bitch, didn't they just say you don't pay taxes on your restaurant? You talking very confidently right now. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, get you it. literally had a random Ferrari crashed into your restaurant last year, and the guy miraculously got away like <laughs> on the same day that like Vanderpump Rules was for me. I'm like, you're so full of fucking shit. Like, insurance fraud out the wazoo right there. Like, allegedly, don't sue me. Um, but yeah, like, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> but, but like, so it, I was just like, I would not talk so spicy on Watch What Happens Live if they shut down my restaurant because I didn't pay staff. <laughs> like, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I I just have faith that the downfall will happen, and when it does, it will be glorious. I yeah, but I'm very typically American in that I want the downfall so I can see the rising from the ashes. It's very like, oh God, forgive me. It's very Britney Spears. Like we all were like, yeah, Britney's losing it, but now we see a documentary, and the rest of us are like, triumph, beat your daddy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen with LVP. Not that, you know, Britney's mental health issues are the same as LVP's fraudulent uh, finances, but but everybody likes a rise and fall and rise again story. And I, I'm expecting one for LVP. Yeah, I think it could. I feel like it would be more along the lines of like an OJ rise and fall where it was like you fall <laughs> and then somehow you, you like stick around, don't, you get through it, but then you stick around, but then you but go you to jail or something else and it's and all like tainted. nobody wants yeah. it. <laughs> it's very like, weird and sad, but you're still doing your thing. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I, I like I said, I am attracted. I don't know. There's something about like, I, I don't know why. I will fall in deep love with a villainess and stick with her and then, like, fully loathe another one. Like, I don't know why Kenya Moore is okay to me, but Monique wasn't this past season of Patrol. I have no idea why that is the way it is. And I don't know why I don't <laughs> mind LVP, but I can't stand Lisa Rinna. I can't tell you. I don't know why, like, I can't stand Hannah, but I love Lindsay. There, It's just, like, if you're going to be a bad woman... I need you to do it in a, I mean, Lisa Rinna and LVP are like the exact opposites actually in the way that I usually process things because Lisa Rinna is very much like, I did this horrible thing to my friend for a TV show and it is what it is. And usually I like when you own it, but on something about Denise and Rinna didn't work for me and Lisa Vanderpump never owns it, but for some reason it worked for me. And that's usually the exact opposite. I don't know why these things are the way they are. Well, that's a fascinating thing. You get to like look inside and see. <laughs> I know. It, and see what you make of it's it. It's so it's so absurd to ascribe such importance to like these scenarios that are obviously fake and producer driven or whatever. But I really am learning a lot about humanity and myself because like I said at the top when we were talking about New York. I would never encounter people like this. Like, I on purpose dropped out of college and never encountered people like Kyle Cook ever again on purpose. And to see a guy like Kyle Cook now while I'm older than I was before, like, it's so fascinating to me. Like, and I love what it reveals about me that I haven't let attraction to men like Carl go. (laughs) 
if anything, like it, watching these shows will really like shine a light in the darkest of inner yeah. places. <laughs> it's like, what what about me is charmed by Carl? That is sick. Get a grip. I've seen him terrorize women. I call myself a feminist. I saw what he did to people for four years, and I'm just like, wow, you know, Carl's in charge. <laughs> I'm like, love him. Yeah. He's grown so and much. He, it's amazing. It, what is he doing differently than Austin? I don't know. Nothing. Who knows? I don't know. Nothing. What is Just he? Just has like dark hair. Yeah. That's it. Cute eyes. Yes, he is. And thick legs. And oh yeah. my God. And the hairiest, sexy the legs. chest. The, oh, and so <laughs> And hairy. Carl's yeah. booty this season. Carl is thick this season. He is. Like. He is. I've noticed. Okay. His skin There's is extra. The, the camera lingers on his him a butt, little bit longer when butt. he's walking yes, away. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing it. They know exactly what he's they're like, doing. He's like, his butt is like, it's not quite Chris Maloney, Elliot Stabler, but he's giving me some juiciness. And I'm like, mm, I'm liking this, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's wearing tight pants. You know, Carl loves himself like a white short that's a little too oh, short. They cling to all the right places. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> I feel like there was like a few years ago there was like a baseball team where they were doing like I think they were doing like Instagram videos but it was like white boys like shaking their butts to like gas pedal and it truly I that came back to me like viscerally like in when I was like working out and that song came on I was remembering that and I think it's directly linked to like Carl because he has like the same ass the same ass he does have a baseball butt like if Carl were a pitcher I would totally believe it like if Carl Mm -hmm. looks like a tall nice booty like he looks like he would wear like white pants and that his butt would look great and I'm like in white um like or gray kind of pants with some slack in them while he's like mm-hmm. pitching you know pitchers are always tall too mm. yeah oh I love it <laughs> well now I have masturbation material for the rest of the night <laughs> <Me too. laughs> thank we you so much great. for that <laughs> thank you Ray for coming on the pod this has been so fun it's always a pleasure yeah yeah you're great um, this was fun Tell everyone where they can find you. Well, I just deactivated Twitter. I don't know what I'm going through. Um, and- oh, my God. Okay. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Everyone should deactivate. Get off social media. No, it's bad for your mental health. I've been trying to deactivate. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I think for the last six months, I'll just get really, really high. Like, I'll take an edible and suddenly be so embarrassed about the last 10 years of my social media presence and, like, just be like we've got to deactivate immediately so it's like every time i um just get an order from grass door i'll deactivate so you won't find me on twitter until i come down but i'm on instagram at rafizzle87 and you can find my podcast on the headgum network the cast with ray and jackies oh well thank you for doing the lord's work talking about (laughs) the most important people in reality history And thank you for being on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. And like, thanks for not being weirded out. And for also, you know, having your pod and like your indulging of this like frivolous thing that we take too seriously. Uh, we have to it gives me reason to live and is actually like these shows have helped me through hard times a hard so, time yeah, yeah i love to talk about it and i love to talk about it with other people who care about right. as much as i do yeah. this is great <laughs> thank you uh, until next time guys love and light
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.